Welcome to Momming. We're your hosts, Rachel and Stacy, and we believe there's no better way to be encouraged through motherhood than by connecting with other moms. Oftentimes, we can lose our identity in motherhood. The constant exhaustion, piles of dishes and laundry, and the mental gymnastics can leave us feeling like we have nothing left to give, but nothing could be further from the truth. As moms, we've been tasked with not only helping to raise the next generation, but also to find our individual purpose in the everyday. Join us as we hear from moms just like you. Welcome to Momming. everyone and welcome to this diving deeper episode of momming is diving deeper episode seven encouraging your children's gifts where we had our good friend denise on talking about just encouraging your children's gifts and whatever it is they're doing and she talked about how you know each child is different and their personality is different and so there's different ways that you know we might need to adjust the way that we encourage each one of our kids um, and how there's just so many, so many things that we can look at when it comes to their gifts. And one of the things that we wanted to touch on a little bit more, but didn't really have the time to is their spiritual gifts and how that incorporates into their lives and Mm -hmm. into how we can encourage them as moms. Because a lot of times if we can kind of recognize their their spiritual giftings, it's going to trickle down into everything else that they're going to be talented in and gifted in. And it's going to help us guide them in those kinds of ways too. Mm-hmm. So like, Rach, did you, you had, you had a good example of, of that. Yes. So before I share the example, I wanted to say as moms, we want to see our kids flourish. We want to see them grow in their gifts. We want to see them enjoy the gifts God's given them. Yes. And so I think that by pouring into, encouraging, fostering, giving opportunity for their spiritual gifts, that is just going to lead to an just overall more healthy, productive, joyful person as they grow. Yes. So for example, you know, if I can see that maybe one of my children lacks confidence, I'm going to encourage, foster, promote their self-confidence, not to a point of like being prideful or overly self-confident, but enough confidence to help them step into, not be afraid to step into things that they maybe are a little afraid of, right? Um, So things like that, where really when we talk about identifying your children's, the gifts you can see with your eyes, like maybe they're an athlete or maybe they're an artist or they're a musician or they're really socially, you know, you know, they can, they have a lot of friends or whatever, or they're an academic or whatever, the case may be, those things stem from a, a root of a spiritual gift, right? So if, if your child is a hard worker and they want to please, they're probably going to do really well in academics mm-hmm. because they're motivated by doing well, having integrity, and and pleasing those around them. So that's just kind of how the two are connected. Yeah, so an example that I had was... Um, one of my children is just very tender-hearted and kind uh, naturally. He kind of looks through the, the at the world through the lens of just everything and everyone is <laughs> so sweet, hunky dory and beautiful and rose-colored glasses. Right? <laughs> I think that's the word. Um, 
so that actually makes him a really good team player. Like everyone loves him on his team. He's such an encourager. He could have the worst game and he walks off the field with a smile on his face because he's not really there to win the game. He's there to enjoy it and be around people and yeah. encourage and cheer for his teammates. Yes. Right? So his natural spiritual giftings that God has given him of being tenderhearted and loving and kind manifests itself in a way where he may not be the best athlete on the field, but he's definitely very well loved. Yeah. Um, Sweet. That's just one example. Yeah. It's like my oldest is she's a giver mm. and she loves giving people things. I mean, every day she's writing a friend a card or making something for one of her grandmas. She's like an encourager. She is yeah. totally an encourager. And it's interesting because when we, and she's very, she's one of those anomalies to me because she's, she ha tends to have the personality of an introvert, but she is not an introvert. She's actually very extroverted. She thrives off of social situations. She wants to be around people a hundred percent of the time. Mm. And, um, it's interesting because she's not really very extroverted in her personality. She's not outgoing in that way, but she's just very social. Mm -hmm. And when she's around kids and, and I, I get to watch her, she's always trying to include everyone. She's always trying to say, hey, you guys can do this. And she's she can be kind of bossy, <laughs> but it's because she wants everyone to be included and she wants everyone to know the rules and she wants everyone to be to be able to follow through and know exactly what they're going to be doing. And so like. It makes her a good leader. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's, she just really surprises me. And I, I love being able to stand back. And even like Denise said, sometimes listen to what their teachers are saying, listen mm -hmm. to what other moms are saying about them when they're not with you. Mm -hmm. Because in those times and in those conversations, you're actually going to learn a lot about your kids. Right. And the things that you think they may struggle with or that you need to put more emphasis on, actually, they don't really struggle with. Right. Maybe at home they do. Right. But in social groups, they're actually thriving in those ways. And it, she's, I, I feel like I can tell I'm kind of more critical on her. She, whenever I'm around her, she can't get out of her head. She's she's always constantly thinking, what's my mom going to say? What's my mom going to think? Mm. Because when she has to have a meeting with like her her teacher or something, she'll always ask me to leave the room. Oh, okay. If I'm in the room, she clams up. She doesn't really say anything. The second I leave, she's a little chatterbox. Okay. She just opens up. She's, she's completely comfortable speaking to adults. So... Like around me, I would think, oh, she's not really confident around adults. Like, right. what is it? But it's not the truth at all. It's it's more, it's yeah. me she has a problem with more yeah. than it is. So, um, yeah, I, I, I loved that Denise said that because it's so true. Mm -hmm. I, I find that I, especially with my oldest, um, that really helps me kind of navigate where I can. Right where I'm going right. and Like the things that seem wrong. like such big issues to us maybe really aren't in reality. Mm -hmm. Such big issues. Yeah. I feel that way with my older as well. Um, yeah, we're, my husband and I are always like, well, people will say things and we're, we get a little <laughs> taken aback. Um, but again, I think sometimes for better or worse, we're our kids' parents and, 
they're so used to us and sometimes they feel comfortable acting out or pushing boundaries. And I think that's just normal. It is. It's your, com- it's your, the most comfortable in your home and around the people who love you and are around you all the time. And should really be no surprise that they try to see what they can get away with yeah. and, you know, experiment different behaviors. And yeah. well, if I do this, what will she do? And yeah, <laughs> or maybe they're not going to do that in the classroom or on the sports field or with their friends so much. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just a thought. It's true though. But yeah, there's so many things like that we can encourage in them. And the one thing that gets me sometimes though is, is the competitiveness between siblings. Because mm. I have two girls, you have two boys. I feel like if I had a girl and a boy, this wouldn't be a big of an issue. I had a younger sister growing up and I am an incredibly competitive person. Um, <laughs> and my sister is, is an incredibly talented individual. She is. But I am so competitive I feel like sometimes I would just like break her spirit, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it was like, she's so, she really is like so much better than me in so many things, but she just, she would not compete with me. So she wouldn't even try. Wow. You know? And, and I just feel terrible. I don't want my girls to be like that. Mm. And I already see like such competitiveness in them both. You know, the four-year-old. I was going to say, you've got a feisty little one. (laughs) And she's good at everything. She's going to be one of those kids that's good at everything. President. She can run for president. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I, so it's going to be very difficult, you know, to kind of navigate that. But um, I don't know. You have any advice on how to? No, you're on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I just, I, I tell him, stop being so competitive. It's not a competition. Yeah. You're both amazing. Stop competing against each other. One of you doesn't need to go first. Jesus says the first will be last and the last will be first. Yeah. I I mean, part of that is the young age of your children. Like, we are all ruled by our selfish nature. Yeah. And at that age, when they're that young, that's pretty much what, that's the driving force. That's why, like, in the toddler year, it's so exhausting because... They don't understand guidelines, boundaries, all that stuff. So, I mean, part of it is their age, I think, too. And I think that there is a level of healthy um, competition yeah, that um, <laughs> can be good in a way that it motivates you to maybe push yourself harder or or, or farther. Or it, it could make you do things you didn't even realize you could do because you want to win. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I think, I think for me, and I wouldn't say my boys are overly competitive. They really aren't. But I, but my husband and I try, do try our best to identify their individual gifts because they are so individual. Mm-hmm. And like I was telling you earlier, and to encourage and praise the effort that's put forth, not necessarily the performance or the result. Um because a lot of time there's a lot of failure that comes before a quote unquote success. So there's a lot of tries and fails and tries and fails. And I have one who is really hard on himself and doesn't want to fail. And I apologize to him daily because he got that from me and that's (laughs) not an easy thing to overcome. Yeah. And then I have another one who kind of just is so carefree and happy go lucky that if he tries and fails, he tries and fails and it doesn't bother him. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think 
Number one, identifying their individual gifts. Number two, encouraging their effort and the the hard work that's put in and not so much the end result. And then number three, using the failures to teach and to grow character because that's where the, the measure of a man or a woman yeah. is made, is in the failure, yeah. is how do we step forward and overcome. And the comp- the comparing thing and the, I, I think that's, that's just kind of kind of be part of it for a while. Yeah. You know? Not pitting, like doing whatever you can not to put pit them against each other. Not that you would ever intentionally do that, but making sure you are so intentional to never do that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I agree, but we'll I- circle I, back I, in two years and you can tell me yeah. how it's going. <laughs> That's a wise word though, Rich, that you praise the effort. Yeah, for sure. Just, you know, enjoy the journey because that's true, you know? Mm-hmm. Failure after failure is just going to make you better and better. Oh, absolutely. If as a parent, I'm constantly focusing on the performance over the effort, then you're right. Who could measure up to that? Nobody. Exactly. Like God doesn't expect that of us, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think focusing on the failure, and I'm just as guilty of this, so totally preaching to the choir, um, it can actually be very discouraging. It's, yeah. And very damaging almost yeah if all that's being highlighted or or oftentimes being highlighted is the failure and the failure and the failure instead of like okay yes we failed and we made a mistake a line in our house a very common line that someone says at least once a day tomorrow is a new day tomorrow is a new day yeah and that's biblical the bible says god's mercies are new every morning so i don't know how we got on failure (laughs) <laughs> talk from, about from encouraging encouraging gifts. our children's gifts to failure but it is important to talk about um something i did want to touch on was that balance between you know encouraging our children to strive higher or do more and then to not push them over the edge or or have such high expectations that they could never yeah you know and the the example i always like to give whenever, you know, we talk about this or even just to remind myself is um, when my son's on the field, you know, and he's playing, I am his biggest fan. His coach is his coach and I am his cheerleader and his biggest fan. Yeah. And it is not my job to point out what you he could do better or what, nothing like that. I try to just be encouraging and just be supportive and let the coach do the coaching, right? Yes. Because half the time kids are already harder on themselves than they should be. And second t- second of all, they have coaches for that reason to to do that, you know? Yes. So that's something that's kind of important is, um, and like my other child, you know, is like theater and music. Yeah. And so, which I can relate more to that than I feel like I can sports. And so it's easier for me to try to like, give advice and insert myself and, and try to think I know. Yes. But part of the learning process is figuring it out for yourself as you go. Mm-hmm. Like there's a space for teaching and then there's a space for trying and, and failing. Here we go again. Yes. Failing and, and growing from that. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there is a balance between, okay, like push them, you know, they can do more or better, you know, especially if they're being like lazy or whatever, that there, there is that space. But then I think there's, probably more important is the space of 
let them try, let them figure it out. If they come to you, great, speak into their life or whatever. And obviously this is as they get older. But for the most part, I would say, just be your kid's biggest fan. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. the world is not going to encourage them. It's true. The world is going to constantly tell them they're not good enough and that they always have to be better. So we need to be that voice that's encouraging yes. and supporting. Yes. Anyway, that's my little pep talk. It's good because I needed it. I need that pep talk. Can you just, I'm just going to push record every morning <laughs> and have you tell me that pep talk every day. No. Yes, it's hard. It is hard. I agree. Hey, if it was easy, everyone would do it. <laughs> it is hard. But that's how you know it's worth doing. Because hard things are worth doing. They are. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's tough. Okay, so something else that Denise talked about that I loved was that recognizing how different each child is. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you only have one child, this is going to be easier. But if you have two or more, sometimes I think how my kids came from the same two people because that's how different they are. So even what works like discipline-wise for one or motivating for one definitely does not work for the other. And I think the same thing is true when we're trying to encourage them in their giftings. Yes. You have to figure out how they receive and then you have to give in that way. Yes. What's been your experience? Going along with that and kind of also piggybacking on the competitiveness side of things, I never wanted my girls to do the same things. So like I never wanted them both to be in ballet or both to be in gymnastics. I, I kind of wanted them to have their own things and to encourage them to be the best that they can be in those individual things so that, you know, they're not comparing themselves to each other. Um, and it, it works out well because they both do have such different talents and giftings that, that it, it works out that way. Um, but also trying to, it's funny as a parent, when they're little, you kind of get to decide what they're going to do. Yes. <laughs> you're like, you're going to be a gymnast. Exactly. So that's kind of the stage of life we're in now. Um, and I'm like, okay. You know, I, I thought my oldest one, she's she's just tall and slender and has just the perfect ballet body that I'm like, okay, you're going to start ballet and you're going to learn. And then when you're older, you're just going to be such a beautiful ballerina because God gave you that body for that. Not so much. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I want to be a dinosaur. Yeah, she wants to be a dinosaur. No, <laughs> she's going to be a brain. That's what she's going to be. Um, but coordination and dancing is not um her gifting and see we got to figure that out but she's always so willing to try new things and she's she she'd be in everything under the sun if she was allowed to be that's just her personality she loves trying new things she loves going and and having activities to do um and that's one of the reasons i love homeschooling too is because I can, we can put her in all these activities but still feel like she's home enough right and that we're you know pouring into her enough to where she has all these opportunities and that's really really cool but um my youngest one I she she's just gonna be able to to be and do whatever she wants to be in life and I'm dying to put her in gymnastics if the studios would open back up I know you just need to start (laughs) in outdoor gymnastics but 
Um, she's just, she's just going to excel. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, she's one that I'm like, nope, you're not taking dance. I'm, I'm not even going there with you. (laughs) (laughs) Ballet, classical ballet was the threshold of my dance. Yeah. My dance. Uh, I don't even know, but no, you are not going to be in, in anything. Hip hop? What? No hip hop, Stace? No. She's uh, already (laughs) shaking it too much. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> it will be interesting to see where, where she ends up. Yeah. So where anyway. they all do. God has amazing plans for all of our children. I think it's incredible that he's created each of them so uniquely and that we as moms get to help identify and foster yes. those gifts in them, you know, and, and to just be praying to like for the spirit to lead and to give us wisdom. Um, that like that whole situation that Denise was like, okay, I think it's time to end dance. Yeah. And then it totally worked out to yeah. where her daughter got injured and then lost interest. Yeah. You know, I, I just think the Lord is sovereign. And as much as we can like plan and have our expectations, the Lord knows and he's so good. And he covers us even when we maybe push too far or push too hard or don't push hard enough. But even to be flexible too. Right. Because sometimes as parents, we can get it in our head that they're going to do this and they're going to commit to it and they can't quit. And right. You know, or we always thought we would have an all-star baseball player or something. And just to be flexible in where the Lord is guiding their talents and guiding their lives and to be able to say, okay, right, that's enough of that. Absolutely. You know, being flexible is big too. Yes. It's like one of the parenting tools. (laughs) Bleach and flexibility. No, Blessed I'm just kidding. are the fe- flexible. Yeah. They are easily bent. But not broken. Yes. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to conclude our discussion today on diving deeper, encouraging your children's gifts. Remember to check out www.mommingpodcast.com for show notes. You can listen and share this podcast with your friends. It's super helpful if you share episodes with uh, your mom friends. If you guys like what you're hearing, that um, would be amazing. And join us next time for a Christmas episode, balancing tradition and and the meaning of Christmas. I'm excited for Christmas. Christmas is going to be awesome. In the words of my husband, I'm going to Christmas so hard this year. Because Jesus is the reason for the season. Okay, we will see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.